Hey y'all, so if this is your first time I'm here on Grace Extended Ministries, my name is Tyrena Trevana. Um, so I'm gonna just jump right into it. I'm not really too good with intros, <laughs> so um, I am recording as well for Grace Extended the podcast. So if there's anyone tuning in, I want to say hi, welcome back, whether it's YouTube or the podcast. Uh, but anyway, so God has given me an awesome word that I'm so excited to share um, because it combines my spiritual gifts with my gifts that God um, gave me just in the world. So I have a, uh, I'm starting to believe that I have the gift of knowledge um, hence my love to learn and I have this teaching ministry um, on top of that with my worldly gift I'm also an actress so um, God is using my interest to get a word to his people so that's how he's using me in the kingdom of God so my love of movies TV y'all see me get excited I, I love I love when he uses these things <laughs> to speak to me so now i am going to share this experience with you guys so um i don't know exactly what i'm going to title this i'm gonna try to spend like an hour <laughs> on this because i do have a prior engagement um that i have to get to but um and you're going to see me looking over because I have notes as well. So, um, let me pray first and put my phone on silent. <laughs> so, <sighs> yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited about this because I knew this was something that he has been wanting me to do. And I knew this is going to be a part of my YouTube, but I'm like, man, I got to do this on the podcast too. Cause you know, it like, anybody like anybody can be blessed by this so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and pray so god i just thank you <laughs> i feel your joy oh, i feel the joy from your holy spirit and i thank you so much for that i pray that um this word edifies and it shatters some some barriers in the lives of your children in the name of Jesus. Right now, I decrease so that you can increase um, because we never want the focus to be on the messenger, but the message. We never want the focus to be on the man, but the Messiah. So that when all is said and done, only you, Jesus, will be glorified in our homes. I pray that he who has ears hear this word. With that being said, I ask that um, with your Holy Spirit, you decrease the flesh of each and every soul listening or watching and that you increase your spirit in each vessel that it tunes in, that this word finds. I pray that this word finds and catches every soul that you are trying to reach in this word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I also pray that I get out every inch of this word that you are trying to say. I pray that our minds be renewed, our spirits be transformed, and that our perspectives be shifted 
for the better. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, <laughs> I'm so excited. So, God led me to watch one of my favorite movies. And this word is going to be based off of the scripture, 1 Corinthians 1, 27. And I got my word here. So let me hop to that real quick. And this is the scripture about using the foolish things to confound the wise. So we are about to, I love when he, <laughs> when he burst that religious bubble in a lot of us. So I think that's something that he's like adamant on right now because a lot of us are stepping into, well, we already, I keep saying, okay, some of us are stepping into, if not, a lot of us are already in our promised land. So um, a lot of things that he's doing right now or that he's leading us to do, some of us are getting tripped up because we're like, is this God? Like that religious spirit is on us. Like God wouldn't tell me to do that. He wouldn't tell me to listen to that. He wouldn't tell me to watch this. He wouldn't tell me to do that. I am a living testimony that he uses the things that the church, the traditional church has told us is a bad he will use those things to speak to you, to inspire you, to edify you. And he has used movies and television in my life since I was a child because there weren't really a lot of people around me to edify me who were supposed to be. People who were there who were supposed to edify me, the enemy had a hold on. And I couldn't get inspiration from them. So he would, I watched TV all the time. So he would use television. He would use those things to inspire me, to um, plant seeds of, of dreaming of being in Hollywood and doing those things and being on TV. He used those things to keep me going when I was in an environment where I, I couldn't, it was impossible for me to be uninspired, where I wanted to lose hope. He used television. He used the TV the things that the, the church or like overly religious people would um, say, oh, that's the devil. <laughs> or, oh, you shouldn't be watching that. It has too much sex in it and this, 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 that. This movie that I am about to break down, how God showed me in the spirit, like he opened my spiritual eyes and so I can watch it with him. I'm about to break down how he just gave me a message about everything that he's doing in this time and how he just spoke to me in my own life. Things, seasons that I've come out of, showing me my life and these characters. A friend reminded me today that God can use anything in the world. Even the things that clearly we should stay away from. God can use anything that he wants. He created the world. He created these things. Not to say that he created clubs or anything like that, but if it's in the world, he formed the world in six days. So he can use, nothing is above him. Nothing is above him. So let that, that religious spirit of, oh, God wouldn't use that, this, this, that. Let this shatter that and rebuke that, that, religious spirit off of you let this let this serve that purpose <laughs> you know and and it can be hard because we've been in that mindset for so long 
it can be hard to let go of that mindset. So God understands it takes time. So God has been giving me like where I am now versus where I was a few years ago. Spiritually, I'm strong enough to watch secular movies. I'm strong enough to watch those things. What they would do to my spirit in the past, excuse me, y'all. What they would do to my spirit in the past when I wasn't as in tune with the Holy Spirit, when I wasn't strong enough spiritually, when I didn't understand what God was doing in that time, yeah, like it was not good for me. But just like Moses, he will separate you from an environment or from certain things. He will build you up in the spirit. Like he, he, he took Moses out of Egypt. He led him out of Egypt through something that he did, um, murdering that, that Egyptian. He consecrated him, separated him out of Egypt. And as he built him up in the spirit, he met his wife. <laughs> like he, he met this woman. Um, he met his wife. He got married there. He was strong enough in the spirit. And then he turned around and told him to go back and deliver my people from Egypt. He used that. So there may be a season for some of you where God is saying, oh, you can't watch this. Oh, you can't watch that. Oh, you can't, you know, you can't do certain things, especially things that the world is doing that are clearly wrong. But God would not have us completely separate from these people permanently because we are the light and the salt of the earth. So, and it's just like that scripture, what good is it for us to constantly be around one another, believer to a believer? We already know the word of God. We already know the importance and we know what he's doing in the earth. We know that he's coming back. So why would he call us to be separated from the world or sinners or we're all sinners but people who are in the world and doing the devil's work why would he separate us from them forever no our job is to grab those souls and usher them back into the kingdom of god by his doing so when you like just i'm just thinking about people that like things that i've seen in the comments especially here on youtube um, where they try to check certain prophets when God has given them a specific word to a specific person. Um, and they say, no, that's not right. The word says this. And even not just on YouTube, even what that I've seen on Facebook, I'm not on Facebook or social media anymore right now, but just things that I've seen and they try to counter it with scripture. And it's like, yes, you have logos. You have that, that logos word, which is directly from scripture. But then you also don't forget the Holy Spirit speaks and leads um, as he pleases, God, uh, leads and speaks to a, a individual person as he pleases through his Holy spirit. So what he's saying to you in a certain scripture, the word is living. So, and the word is very fluid. So what one scripture means to you could speak to another person in a different way pertaining to what they are going through. So the, the challenge is to keep your heart open to what God is doing because if you if you keep your heart closed like that you can miss a lot like the word is just not to be read at a surface level that's like the logos the rhema is scratching the surface of that scripture okay God 
how can I apply this in my life? Like, again, does he not use the foolish things to confound the wise? So let me just read that scripture. And it says, but God chose the, he chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Next verse, he chose the lowly things of this world and the spot and the despised things, secular music, <laughs> um, movies with sex scenes and stuff like that in it. Um, what else? Even down to poor people, David being a shepherd boy, using lowly things. Let me keep reading of this world and the despised things. David was pretty much shunned by his whole family. He was seen as very low to the eyes of the world. Um, and in the world, his brothers who seemed ideal, the ideal type to be the anointed king, they looked stronger, they were bigger, things like that. Things that we in the world, our naked eye, our naked uh, sense, uh, our, our naked minds, the way that we uh, process things as humans to be wise. That that's the that's the 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 part of him saying that he's confounding the wise. Um, and I'm also hearing again poor people how he's rate like the the wealth transfer using the foolish things which to a wealthy person a poor person is low beneath them. This that's that and the third that's a religious spirit too. <laughs> you know. The thing, God will use the things that the world believes doesn't have a chance. Poor people. Oh, they'll never have or they'll never amount to anything. Um, this could be um, even uh, people in families. That one person in the family or that one sibling in the family that everybody in the family wrote off. God will use that person to glorify his kingdom. And it's to... And this is in the rest of it. Let me finish reading just to finish that. He chose the lowly things of this world and he despised the things and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. Verse and why the next verse, verse 29, so that no one may boast before him. In the world, rich people, there's the stigma that rich people are entitled to everything. It didn't come out of thin air. Just like with people in the church feeling like, um, you know, uh, for instance, like people who are in the world, like how they, um, you heard stories about like um, them looking down on like strippers or clubs or people who are in that environment. In that case, the wise would be the religious people, the people of the church and um, the foolish things being the things that they are trying to cast down. Um, but God will use that same person in that foolish situation, transform and exalt them to humble, to confound, to humble that wise person. Why? Again, so that no one may boast before him. So don't despise 
Don't be so quick to despise because God can use anything to get a word to anyone. So yeah, um, that has been a thing like in my life. So he uses movies. He used movies that I, I loved growing up. This movie he used. So yeah. So we're going to jump right into it because I used like the first 15 minutes to like really like, well, I didn't use it. Holy Spirit um, took over and that's, 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 that's my position. I, I decrease so that he increased and I'm going to really fight that spirit for me to keep worrying about the time when it comes to my videos. I'm picking up on that and I do rebuke that in the name of Jesus to not worry about those things. This is a teaching and one of my subscribers and I thank God for her. She's saying no in order for us to learn some things take time. So I pray that um, for anyone who scroll like who will scroll past a long video that the Lord convicts you especially when it's something that he's trying to get through to you that because in those things he is teaching you to um, build the fruits of the spirit one of them being patience <laughs> so um, yeah so the movie that he led me to watch is The Best Man I love this movie so much <laughs> despite the there there are sexual scenes in this movie but I feel like God wanted me to watch it again because at a season in my life I used to watch this movie all the time we had the, the VHS and we didn't have cable so it was just something that I would just watch and watch and watch and watch when I was like a teenager but in that time like I wasn't as strong in the spirit. So when I was watching it, I was watching it for the sex scenes and things like that. Like, and the actors are very attractive. Like you have Morris Chestnut, Terrence Howard, you have Tay Dick, like all these, these beautiful actors that the enemy uses. And this is the thing about movies and Hollywood and things like that is sexualized. Yes, we know that. But God is saying... And God is teaching us through using the foolish things to confound the wise, not to allow those things to scare us away. And especially when he's calling us into a certain sector like Hollywood um, to fulfill his work, because those are exactly the places where he needs to go to snatch these souls back that the enemy has tried to take. These are his children. So he's sending a lot of us into those areas. So yeah, you can't be scared. So and he will call some of us again out to consecrate or separate ourselves so he can build us in the spirit. So when he does send, when that, when that appointed time comes, hey, look, <laughs> it's, it's time to roll. We are strong enough in the spirit to withstand those attacks of the enemy or those attempted attacks of the enemy to try to pull us, you know, into sexual sin or, or what have you. So when he calls me to watch things like this, it's because he feels like I'm strong enough to watch it so I can watch it. But I watch it with him. I bring him into it. I'm not just watching it for my own benefit. I love these things. He, and he uses it because I like, I just, I love the, the beauty of, uh, building characters and stuff like that. And I just love seeing a, a story, you know what I'm saying? Come to life. So yeah, I'm just jump straight into it. So let me, just for the sake of time, I'm going to find a quick synopsis of this movie. 
Mm, I think I will use this on Wikipedia because it sounds like they're just going directly from scene to scene and then I can just use what God told me in that. So, in Chicago, Harper, which is played by Tay Diggs, is an up-and-coming author whose debut novel, Unfinished Business, has been selected by Oprah's Book Club. Harper's devoted girlfriend, Robin, Sanaa Lathan, is frustrated by his unwillingness to commit to her. He said, keep reading. Harper travels to New York City to spend the weekend with old friends from college before they all attend the wedding of Lance Morris Chestnut, a running back for the New York Giants in Mia, played by Monica Calhoun. Serving as best man, Harper reunites with his friends, Merch, Harold Perrineau, and Jordan, Nia Long, who has passed an advanced copy of Unfinished Business around their inner circle of friends upon whom the book is based. None of the friends prove approve of Merch's domineering girlfriend, Shelby, played by Melissa de Sosa, and Harper chastises Quentin, Terrence Howard, for being unable to settle down in a job. The weekend reveals that Quentin has always been a free spirit. Lance has renounced his womanizing ways. Harper is unsure about remaining a bachelor, and Merch has never been able to keep a secret. Flashbacks to their college days reveal that Lance met Mia through Harper, who almost slept with Jordan. Quentin antagonizes Lance about Mia, whom Lance believes has never been with another man. Learning Lance has a copy of his book, Harper worries he will discover that Harper and Mia had a one-night stand in college. Confronting Harper about their mutual attraction, Jordan admits she wants to have sex with him that night before Robin arrives for the wedding the next day, and they share a kiss. Lance confronts Harper in the bathroom, but merely thanks him for his friendship. They are interrupted before Harper can come clean. As the groomsmen depart for the bachelor party, Jordan invites Harper to meet her later, uh, and Merch finally stands up to Shelby. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. So, yes. Lance and Mia are getting married. That's Morris Chestnut and Monica Calhoun. Now, Harper, which is Tay Diggs, reveals in this book that he slept with her. Um, Mia is like the Proverbs 31 woman in this movie but it's in the book on this weekend um that lance the fiance finds out that they slept together and his te- his faith is being tested like now in the movie lance is like he revels in his love of God and you know how he's a changed man he was a football player in college so he has that that stereotypical he slept around with a lot of women and this this that and the third um so he was cheating on Mia um all throughout college and she gets fed up and she decides that she wants to sleep with his best friend which is Harper so in this movie God was showing me faith 
and he was giving me a word in reference to kingdom marriages, divine friendships, um, judgment, all of these things. But if you are in that religious spirit, you will shut this movie down because there's sex involved. But in the season that we're in, we're stepping into our promised lands and especially kingdom marriage being a thing. Like he's he's doing that. Like there's nothing we can do about that. He is raising up kingdom marriages again to um, display how he loves the church, how we love one another in our marriages is exactly how he loves the church, being patient, being kind, long-suffering, long-suffering. Mia being uh, being by Lance's side all throughout college, being cheated on time after time after time again. And that's somebody's story. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody's story. But it is not to say, oh, I have to deal with that. Again, it's somebody's story particularly, but there can be other ways Again, it's long suffering. So don't think that um, you are exempt from certain fruits of the spirit or from certain parts of God's definition of love. We all have to long suffer in some way. There are going to be things about your spouse that make you tick and that make you contemplate um, if this is a God, you know, thing. We, it's really burst in the bubble of thinking that there are never going to be problems. And Lance's test, like this movie, his test in this movie came at the worst time. And God will allow things like that to happen, especially in a kingdom marriage, for the testimony and to give hope to those who are waiting on God for marriage, really giving you an, a blueprint of an idea of what that's going to look like. It's not to say this is every, again, it's not everybody's story, but understanding how your faith will be tested in the most challenging ways before and after the marriage. This happened, this, this, he found out at the bachelor party in the bathroom reading that his best man slept with his fiance that he's marrying tomorrow. And he definitely confronted him. Like he, 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 he told through him like he, <laughs> and we can understand that. But the next day he got up and, and this is it's a whole spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched it. Or if there's anybody who, um, God has called not to watch things like that. So, Listen to this, so I'll, 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 you know, I'll go through it. But in spite of all of that, he still had to pull himself together to walk down that aisle and say, I do. Because he still knew, in spite of what she did, that that was his Eve to his Adam. That's who God assigned him to. That was, he, he says in the movie, she's my earth. She's my queen. And he just kept going back to that. Like, I love that girl. Like, and just because his faith had grown. So it's all about the faith. 
It's all about the faith. So in this movie, when he's at the altar and he is his turn to say his vows, he's having flashes of him, images of him having sex with his best man. And that's a word in itself. The enemy will come in. <laughs> the enemy will come in at the worst time to try to talk you out of something that God assigned for you to do or God already put his stamp of approval on of what he already confirmed for you to do. He will come in right at that time where your faith has to be like, like a one, the most the enemy will come in and whisper something to you. He will come in and, and remind you of that in the middle of him giving his vows and you see everybody around him, his friends sitting there and they nervous, like, because in my, and in this whole thing, his fiance, Mia don't even, she doesn't even know that he knows she hadn't read the book. And that's a word in itself. God will work things out in you pertaining to your kingdom spouse. If you guys are dating, if you guys have been brought back together, or even if you guys are in that season where you guys are separated right now and, and they have not uh, come, and God has not brought you guys back together yet. God will give you more insight to things. He will do the work in you without their knowledge they, they would just be completely clueless <laughs> so excuse me y'all but he will <sighs> the way God does things is is so wonderful <laughs> that scripture miracle signs and wonders that's the wonder that's the wonder it's full he is full of wonder wonderful so yeah um Lance <laughs> how that's that's what he showed me in that in spite of those things not letting go of who Mia was to him all these years constantly forget and Mia alone constantly forgiving him of his transgressions he cheated on her all the time and it's not a tit for tat thing, but I feel, I believe that he came to an understanding that he understood why she got fed up. It was foul that he, that, you know, she, she slept with the, the best man, like, dang, but he understood how she could come to that. And God is calling us to be understanding with our significant others, even with each other, just friend wires or, you know, what have you. But this specifically, because this movie is about getting married, um, these kingdom marriages, um, some of your spouses, and I've said this in a previous uh, word before, that some of your spouses We've been hearing prophetic words, how they're going to come back renewed and change. Some of them are not. Some of them, again, God is going to use you through your submission to God 
to confound them, to humble them, to have an encounter with that person who's in the wrong. So we have to remember when our significant other is hurting us or our spouse, some of you guys are separated and you're already married, when we are being hurt, that's long suffering. That's long suffering in a nutshell. And sometimes God will will allow those things to happen and it's to train you up and build you up. And it's going back to how Christ loved the church. He went to the cross and died for us and didn't say a word to those standing there in front of him at that cross, cursing him, spitting on him, beating on him. He took the abuse. He took the abuse for us. That's exactly what what we are to display in these marriages. When When our spouse hurts our feelings, not being so quick to jump on them and, and fight back. Same thing with Peter chopping that, that official's ear off who came to arrest Jesus. He said, no. It's needed. It's all necessary to display my love. He allows those things for reasons as such to humble those people, to have encounters with those people. In this case, our kingdom spouses, our divine partners, you know, what have you. Uh, Even our parents, you know what I'm saying? Um, Whatever that is for you, Um, your children. Some people are standing in the gap and and have prodigal children, you know, who um, who you're waiting to return home. So again, whatever that divine person is for you. So moving on to merch. So merch is play by merch is played by Harold Perrineau. I always forget his name, but I, I love him. He's an awesome actor. Um, you may have seen him on Oz on HBO. So um, this. And for and again, I still feel like that religious spirit is trying to creep up on people. Like, what she watches HBO? Look, again, God is through this, through this word is. Think of this as Him sending me directly into the enemy's camp. So this is to reach people who in the, who are who watch things like that. <laughs> you know, He's giving me a word. You know, he's speaking to them specifically. So he's using the secular things that um, I came to enjoy to give me a, a biblical word behind it. So anyway, merch is the <laughs> is the friend who is he's more he's very gentle. Um and he dates Shelby. Shelby is like this narcissistic girlfriend. Nobody likes her in this movie. <laughs> Nobody likes Shelby um, because she's so controlling. She is clearly a narcissist in the movie. And God even shows me 
um, how he brought me out of um, a narcissistic relationship through that. And he uses um, Quentin, which in my eyes, I just see him as the devil. <laughs> I seen him as a devil as I was watching this movie with the Lord. Because it was like he was playing devil's advocate to stir up a lot of these things. The book got to Lance, which is the fiance in the first place, because Quentin gave it to him. And Quentin read it and picked up immediately and knew um, the way that Harper wrote the book. It made it seem like, oh, we were going to sleep together, but I said no, and we just laid there. But the friends knew they ended up sleeping together. Um, from it so when Quentin read it he gave it directly to him so even in the Quentin for me I hear a guy showing me that he signifies the enemies that the that that the Lord well that that Satan will send um to quote unquote disrupt our lives but this was a secret that needed to come out and God just used this whole like situation just to like just to clear the air. But let me see what I wrote. So Quentin is played by Terrence Howard. <laughs> he always play. He he's he always playing a, a antagonist in 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 movies. But Quentin plays the devil's advocate uh, to move things along. He's also divine help as well to merch so he was coaching merch to stand up to shelby he was pointing out um her behavior and how he was um being controlled by her and how he was saying like it's not cool to submit to this type of person so um, God was showing me how he had brought me out of a narcissistic relationship in my past. And the same way, like, and you see Merch in the movie trying to stand up to Shelby in the beginning. Like, it was hard because it was like every time he would try to say no or fight back, like, Shelby like would say or do something in a way that will pull on Merch's heartstrings and then he would just submit to it. And you see throughout the movie, Quentin just like standing in the gap for Merch. So if there is anybody dealing with a narcissistic relationship that they're trying to come out of and whatnot and, and God has started speaking to you about uh, kingdom marriage and whatnot, that is not of God, that relationship. Even if you believe that's the person for you, it's not. Um, God will never pair you with someone um, who would spiritually um, hold you captive like that or oppress you in a way. Um, it's just it's just not. It's just a no. <laughs> for whoever that's for, it's a no. Um, that controlling behavior. And they narcissists do it in a way to make you feel like they're not being controlling like in my situation he wasn't aggressive he was a really good speaker like 
I think that's a, a gift from God that he's that you know that he was so what's the word he was charismatic with his words but the way that he was using it you could tell like as I got closer in the spirit like the Holy Spirit just started highlighting those things and he wasn't using it like God gives everyone in the world gifts even those who don't accept him or, or don't even know him now how we use them you can use your, your gift of words to speak the word of God and to edify and encourage people. Or you can use those words like how the serpent did to Eve to do things that are not of God. So, or, or to keep people bound, you know, from moving forward in the path that God wants them to go. And that was one of those things. Um, but this person, like he genuinely believed that what he was doing was right. And my thing was, I believed it too. And it seemed right in the world. It seemed right. You know, you know, the, the, the decisions that we made together made sense to our naked eye. But God was saying, I can get you where you're trying to go. But it, the way that you're trying to go about doing it, it's not fruitful. And that's what God was doing as I got closer and closer to God. He started pulling me away from this narcissistic person. And it got to a point where it I started to see that it wasn't the person, but it was the spirit behind the person. And I think that's a Jezebelic spirit. So, um, yeah, whoever that's for. Um, I might do... <laughs> might do a video about that however God leads me to do that at one point but um yeah so yeah so God was showing me through that relationship with Merch and Shelby um just what isn't a kingdom marriage through the narcissism and the controlling spirit of Jezebel so that was something else that I learned that God showed me in that movie now, going back to Quentin, he was, um, he seemed to be like, I just called him the devil, but God was showing me a devil's advocate, um, for Quentin's role. He helped merch into standing up to Shelby, um, Lance by giving him the book to unpack that truth. But I mean, I'm sure he didn't think that he would, he would read it, you know what I'm saying? The night of the wedding, like nobody, you know, thought, I'm sure he didn't think it would be at that time. That was just crazy timing. Um, but I do believe that he was orchestrated by God. That or was that event was orchestrated by God to test Lance's faith. A lot of us believe that our spouses again are going to come back perfect and they're not like a lot of them are not we're still human even though these are divine partnerships we're still going to make mistakes a lot of us are being trained up right now you know before they come back or even as they return into our life some of them are have we been reconnected with them and they're still um there are still certain things that make you tick and god is like some of us are asking, why am I, why am I still going through this? This is one of, this is the main thing that separated us. Why am I dealing with this again? It's not about always, it's not always about changing the person's behavior. Again, 
in this to sum this up, God will change you inside before he changes. He will change. He will, he will do the work in the inside of you before he changes it outside in the natural before he changes that person. So I'm being reminded of, um, a, and I've mentioned this before a, um, Zay, Zay, Zay Hudson, Zay Hudson ministries. She's here on YouTube. Um, she did a Q and a with her kingdom spouse. And one of the things that she uh, mentioned was, um, when they came back together, him doing certain things. And he was like certain things that he did. I wanted to see if she had changed, if, um, she was still reacting the same. So some things God has taken us through that may have separate, may have caused a separation to see if we're going to still react the same way. All of this, this, all this time and this separation, God had built us up and he was explaining to us why they were acting that way. So yes, it's one thing for, for God to edify and bring us to understanding in the spirit. But now we have to walk that out. We have to act that out and we have to show that God has changed us. And it's in those things. Again, that's grace. Not reacting the same way you did the last time they, you know, did whatever they did, but will you show him grace this time? Will you show her grace this time around it's going to be your response that God is going to that's that event is going to be how God orchestrates the encounter that he plans to have with your significant other um and even in Harper Quentin being the devil's advocate in this movie because Harper was like judging this person he was judging him because he wouldn't he couldn't hold a job like, and he was just constantly bouncing from job to job. And it's like, it's understandable, but he's judging him at the same time in this, 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 uh, weekend that they are having for this wedding. Harper's about to, um, not commit adultery. He, first of all, he did commit adultery with the bride to be and two, he was about to do it again with his current girlfriend, with his friend Jordan, which is their all mutual friend. They like he had planned to do that, and Quentin pointed that out. Um, so Quentin being there to give Harper a mirror, to put a mirror in his face, and to show him it's not all about what everybody else is doing, and not being so quick to judge, um, but to look at your own mirror. And, um, that, that scripture that comes to mind, don't be so quick to, uh, try to remove the speck out of your friend's eye when you got a big old, like log of tree in yours. So, and just the events, just reaping what he sowed, reaping what he sowed, like, um, now Robin, Robin is played by Sanaa Lathan and I just love her so much. Um, I just saw unconditional love to Harper 
Harper, which is which is Tay Diggs, the one who wrote the book. Um, he left her at home to go hang with his friends the weekend, and then she was gonna meet and and fly in to New York that Sunday for the wedding. So he just brought her for the wedding. Um, you see from the beginning of the movie and how his view of his girlfriend, his perspective shifts from the beginning to the end. So, um, like it was saying, like the review was saying, one second, his devoted girlfriend, Robin is frustrated by his unwillingness to commit to her. So, um, what I noticed, he never said in the movie that he loved her. It was almost like those, like those things, like, and this is for a lot of, of us, especially us women, um, who have been reunited, who've been connected. We've, we've, God has brought us to our kingdom spouses and they're not doing the right things to show that they love us. They're not saying specifically, I love you. They're not specifically doing these things, but also watching her response and her behavior to that. She was very patient. Again, the long suffering was there. Let me jump to first. Oh, we is in Corinthians. So hold on, we are in Corinthians. So let me jump to love. Love is patient, it's kind, it does not envy, boast, it's not proud, it's not rude or self-seeking, not easily angered, keeping no record of wrongs. She she never pointed out, Robin never pointed out specifically things that Harper was not doing. Now she had some concerns and she spoke about those things, you know what I'm saying? But when it came to, you never do this, you never do that. Like she didn't nag. And that's in, I believe, Proverbs 31. God pointing out, well, I don't know if it's in Proverbs 31. There's a scripture where God speaks about how a nagging wife is annoying. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have to bring it to this person's attention. Let me put it this way. Because if God, if God leads you to speak or if he if he places that on your heart to bring it up or to address it, then of course you address it. But a lot of these things that we claim to be a big deal, especially if you know it's your kingdom spouse, why are you worried about it? So in that, when I see, like you can see like in the movie, like, like one, at one point, she told him that she loved him over the phone. He was just like, okay, mm -hmm, bye. <laughs> and you can see like in her face, like, like, okay, not what I was expecting. But she was still there and expected in, in, in expectancy, waiting in expectancy. And that's not her being thirsty, anything like that. That's her showing long suffering she was patient no matter what how she spoke to him even though it's just a movie but she was always kind to harper she was always um she wasn't rude 
she wasn't uh, easily angered. Now, towards the end of the movie, when it was like she waited and she was patient and she was discerning, but she didn't speak out of turn. Like, she not, not even out of turn. She didn't speak too soon. There we go. She didn't speak too soon. Now, it wasn't until she got there Sunday for the wedding and everything hit the fan and the truth was out that Harper sat down and was like, look, this is what happened this weekend. This is what went down. I was about, I was planning on sleeping with this woman. Like, then she was entitled at that point. Like, it was like she had had enough. Then she get ready. She gets ready to leave, and Harper grabs her and he's saying, "I need you." That might, that might be someone's story as well. It might be, in the most detrimental time. It may be in a time when they're really in the wrong. That, it all comes out, and it's in those times like that. Again, this is a test of faith for just like how Lance had his test of faith. Man, we get married tomorrow, but I just found out she slept with my best friend, best man. In spite of that, still saying those vows, even when the enemy is in his ear, giving him flashes of imagining them sleeping together. Really stepping up. That's literally dying to yourself, picking up your cross and carrying it. And it was him getting, I don't want to say a taste of his own medicine, like in the world, yeah, but it's like God reminding him that, you know how many times you have cheated on her? And in spite of all of that, she forgave you. And he mentions that in the, in the like towards mid movie, mentioning forgiving him for all of his transgressions. So that really, and that was him speaking about it before he spoke about it before having to actually walk that out himself is really hard so can you like that was him all at once having to deal with and live through what she was dealing with and living through for years of dating him god truly is the best disciplinary that that scripture Vengeance is mine. Hold your peace for whoever that's for. Hold your peace. Because he will repay. I will repay. Don't worry about it. But then we'll turn around and use you, the person who he would the person who your king this is for he's he really speaking about kingdom marriages right now. For the person having to long suffer he's going to use you when he corrects your your kingdom spouse he's going to use you to display his love and by his love and his grace you're going to have to be the, that same one to turn around and show that same love that God that God shows us all the time that's the ultimate purpose of kingdom marriage. So going back to 
Robin and even and it's in even the morning of God still and the way that God came how Lance came to forgiving Mia was through the best man his best friend who he beat up that night before after finding out he slept with his wife He went and spoke to Lance and talked to him and God used him to minister to him to remind him that he loves Mia, that he loves her and that she was perfect for him and helped him to understand that it was out of a moment of frustration and they were young. So understanding brought him to understanding. God brought Lance to understanding through the very person that portrayed him. That can be for someone else as well. So it's very important to be very discerning and sticking close to the spirit, the Holy Spirit. To know when God is using you. Because again, this was a very touchy, <laughs> like, situation. You know, it can be things that your kingdom of spouse is doing that could have been traumatic for you that you went through in different relationships. And God is like trying to show you a new way of handling that. A new way of viewing that. Trying to shift your perspective in that thing that the enemy has used for so long to keep you bound. Yeah. <laughs> um, so moving forward. Oh, okay. So no, no, no. So when he said his vows, and this is getting to the end of the movie, when he said his vows, how God used that same, because remember Harper still had his own personal issues. How God used Lance's faith to be man enough to move forward in this blessing, to take this woman for the blessing that she still was, to humble Harper. And to view love differently. Now, the thing is, Harper didn't even believe in God. That's the thing. And you see that in the movie, too. He didn't even believe in God. And it was so long, like, Lance had been trying to, um, <laughs> Lance had been trying to convince him to give God a chance, like, since they were in college, you know, for a long time. And it's in this moment of this wedding, of this marriage, of this joining, of this union, knowing everything that just conspired being able to see his best friend let that go and still take her as his wife that I believe that God was showing Harper love. He was showing him unconditional love. Um, and just God just revealing himself to Harper as an unbeliever. And Harper finally getting it and understanding it at that point in time watching the union of his very good friends come together 
to where God at that point opened his eyes and woke up the Adam in him to his Eve, which is Sinalathan's character, um, Robin, who was there, you know, with him. I think they had been dated for two years and she had been by his side dealing with his um, non-committal ways. Some of you, God has in that position, not saying anything for so long, but being patient and, you know, um, and even Robin was there. Cause remember when he came clean to Robin, she was about to leave and go home. And she, he was like, I need you. He still had to clean up that mess. And Robin was there she stayed to help him clean up that mess and to bring that marriage into fruition into fruition to bring that marriage to pass she went and talked to uh mia she didn't say anything about it but just kind to help to help stall the wedding to let her know hey look running a little late but everything is okay you know And as people got to know, at, at the, she was meeting all of his friends for the first time. Can you imagine everybody, you coming into meeting all of, you know, he, he she's meeting all of, I'm not even going to try to say, put yourself in those shoes, but whoever this is for is going to catch it. Um, Robin meeting his friends for the first time and learning of these events and they're meeting her for the first time and she knowing that he that they that they all know what happened this weekend could you like i would have been heated i would have been hot i'd have been ready to fight everybody like everybody involved like y'all are what kind of friends are you like i would all of those things would have been going through my mind but understanding that she was there for a purpose she was there for i mean spiritually she may not have known that then because you know it's just a movie but understanding that god has you there for a purpose in spite of how you're feeling help him in spite of how you're feeling help her that's really unconditional love so and I'm thinking about like these celebrities that we see where these women are being cheated on and all this, and they're still by their husband's sides or, or husbands to a wife. They're still sticking by their sides. And a lot of us think like, oh, they just there for the money. This, this, that, and the third. And it's like, no, this is an assignment. You know what I'm saying? It is like in that, especially when it comes to being cheated on, like we, like, like God, <laughs> that being the only exception to divorce, God understands, you know what I'm saying? God definitely understands going into covenant with like creating a covenant with somebody else and, and, um, though letting in those soul ties from that other person, whatever they bring, they carry, you know what I'm saying? And all that spiritually bringing that into the marriage. Like, nah, 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 nah. God, like, nah, like you don't have to go through all that. But if you choose to stay, can you imagine how 
how much more glory God can get through God can get through that I feel like the way that God excuses uh, divorce when it comes to fidelity is like that abominable sin of denying the Holy Spirit or um, yeah, rejecting his, his Holy Spirit. Cause that's the one sin that is unforgivable. That's that unforgivable sin. So like with marriage it's like, again, it's Christ. It's, it's so the marriage that God ordains is supposed to, um, again, mirror how he loves us. So like, that's the only reputable, like, well, not reputable, but that's the only unforgivable sin is to deny the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? So with that, it's like you're coming into agreement with, like, if you're not for God, then you're for the enemy. <laughs> so it's like you, you picked your side, bet is war. Like, so I'm, I, I don't know why he, he reminded me of that, but whoever that's for, catch it. You know what I'm saying? Understanding why, but for you to, even after being, you know, if you are that person to, um, if that is your story, you know, your, your spouse, you know, cheated on you, your husband, if you are already married and that's something that happened and it, it caused a separation. If you still choose to stay and to work it out, I can just imagine the reward that God has for you for that unconditional love. Like that's like, I'm sure like it, it, it pleases God. I'm sure of it, you know? but yeah, coming off that. Yeah. So that's going back to Robin. And I think it was in that moment, Harper seeing his, that in that, in that male role model of, in spite of what happened, me being like the true definition of a man and forgiving is stepping up to that assignment and to stepping up to the plate and taking on his position as a kingdom husband to see that and that to move him. And then he immediately starts shifting his perspective and how he views his girlfriend, Robin as a Proverbs 31 woman. Then his eyes became, um, then his eyes awakened to, this woman that has been by his side, who has been patient, loving, kind, long suffering, dealing with this, his, um, indecisiveness and, you know, just dealing with his, his ways. He proposes to her at the wedding reception. And I seen a meme because it, this movie was just put on Netflix. So like they have like the, like on social media, like, black stories so they'll put like a uh, post on instagram a uh, list of all the black movies that are like coming out so it was a thread like asking would this be acceptable at your wedding for somebody else to propose and a lot of people were like no because that would take the attention off of me for a kingdom assignment 
for a kingdom marriage, it's not just about you. It is to glorify the kingdom of God. The wedding in itself, to have a wedding ceremony itself is not really for y'all. It's for everybody else to see what God is doing in your union. It is for his glory, for um, the eyes of his children to place eyes on his glory in the flesh. That's exactly what that's for. So the wedding really is not about you. And if God is able, it's like when you in church, right? And <laughs> it's like when you in church and the pra- and the pastor just preaching a word and then the Holy Spirit just overtake you and you just start shouting. That's like the equivalent to someone feeling led by the spirit of God to propose at somebody else's wedding. Like I felt that like the Lord spoke to me. Uh, this is me speaking on behalf of Harper. <laughs> like the Lord spoke to me during this, this, um, the, the exchanging of the vows, the commitment. Now I see, now I see there shall be no wait. And that's what's going to be happening in these marriages. This is what's going to be happening through these marriages. The, the move of God in these marriages in this time, it may be at your wedding, God moves and the Holy spirit has that encounter during your wedding ceremony that overtakes uh, the harpers of the world, the uncommitted men of the world. And they are so moved by this wedding ceremony and God will have an encounter with them through that whole moment. It's like, why am I waiting? Like this is, this is my Eve. Like, oh my gosh, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. When I tell you I've been seeing 222 for weeks now, (laughs) I've been seeing 222 like crazy. Now this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. Take her. Like, what are you waiting for? So yes, don't get in God's way. Allow God to move like that. And like, and just seeing Lance and me, and I, and I could understand, like, again, like the flesh wanted to come out and like, yo, like, first of all, you slept with old boy's wife and you see how it took everything to bring it together. Now you're going to take the shine off of my, me and my wife and propose. No, because a lot of things happen. I feel like spiritually, um, Harper came into agreement because again, he didn't even believe in God. He called him a, a uh, he called him, he called God a, a, a supreme being in the clouds possessing. And he went like this in a movie. So he was like denying God, but just to see how fast God had that encounter and how he just came into agreement and God just grabbed that soul immediately. That's what God is doing in this time, but in the world, If you're not spiritually open to that, you will miss your opportunity. That's why it's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit, especially in these times. I mean, at all times, but especially in God opening doors. This is the season of open doors and God is just moving. He is here. Like God is always inside of us, but he is doing things outside of us now and just aligning things to move forward. There shall be no wait. So you're going to see instant things like this happen and it's going to continue to happen. 
I just seen in a word today that was like, we're going through it. This is a second, another wave of kingdom marriages. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I wrote, cause I want to make sure I covered everything. Robin, who is Harper's girlfriend, fiance about it in the movie. Um, she still had her feelings and she still felt the kind of way when she wasn't feel like he was reciprocating the same type of love. People love in different ways. Study um, the uh, five love languages. Like we all love in different ways. Um, but she gave Harper space to sort through. She didn't complain because he'd invite her for the weekend to come. And you see that in um, Merch and Shelby's relationship. Like he was going to the bachelor party and she was like, I don't think you should go. Da -da -da -da. I think you should be home with me. That narcissistic and controlling spirit coming out. So God is just showing you to be mindful not to, not to carry that nagging spirit. And whoever that's for, take to God and just repent. And um, just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you when it comes to things that concern you um, regarding that. Uh, remembering to practice patience is not about really long suffering in that case, but, um, long suffering when it comes to holding your tongue, hold your tongue, hold your, hold your peace. You know what I'm saying? Um, hold on to his peace. Uh, when it comes to things that don't sit well with you, um, and allow the Holy spirit, if he, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to lead you when, because it's all about, my friend was, um, we were speaking about this as well. She was pointing out like the importance of God's timing when it comes to speaking on things that concern you. Like God sees that's obviously a problem, but it has to be at his appointed time. If you're speaking out of turn, then it's, it's detrimental. You know, it will defeat the purpose. You won't get the point across that you needed to, because again, in God's timing, it's just, it's a mystery in itself. Like a lot of us feel like, why should we have to wait? Like when the problem is there, we should address it. If that is what God is telling you to do again, it's all about obedience. So if you're not doing it, when God is putting his stamp of approval on it, when it's time to do that, then it, <laughs> <laughs> then you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? If you're not leading you to do it, then you're wrong. Ooh, moving on to Jordan, which is Nia Long. So I just immediately saw her as a counterfeit. My guy was just like, that's clearly a counterfeit at the last minute. Um, or just counterfeits just in between. Um, so Jordan and Harper had feelings for each other, you know, as friends. And this weekend, they were going to have sex during this weekend of the marriage. Um, so in this movie at the end, when things fell apart, God, when Jordan, not Jordan, when Robin Harper's girlfriend um, went to speak to Mia to let her know, hey, they're just running a little late, things like that. She ended up running into Jordan, the counterfeit. <laughs> and Jordan was about to mess it up. Like the counterfeit was about to tear it all up. But 
Sanaa, which is Robin, she ended up cutting her off because she was about to let him know. Jordan was about to tell Mia everything that happened this weekend and that he was talking about not getting married. But Jordan didn't know that Robin and Harper had a conversation and they had already came together with a plan to try to mend this. So Harper went to go and speak to Lance and talk him into getting married. And they were at the, this is all happening at the church. <laughs> um, and Robin went to go and speak to the wife to kind of stall her. And um, yeah, so when Robin saw that Jordan was about to spill the beans, she had to cut her off and let her know like, hey, look, just run a little late. This, this, that, and the third. But I believe in that encounter, God was able to show Jordan that she was wrong and that she was getting in the way of someone who was very beneficial to Harper by trying to sleep with him. She just in her handling that, um, she could see why he was, uh, with her for two years and you know, whatnot. And just them having a conversation, Jordan and Harper, um, Jordan tried to speak ill about Robin and he was like, no, she's patient with me. She understands this, this, that, and the third. And then she could see it for herself. The Proverbs 31, 31 woman that Robin was. So I wrote, um, uh, God in this season is humbling the counterfeits, using them to escort some of you to your kingdom spouses. So by the end of this, at the wedding reception, um, Jordan and Harper shares and they share a dance and it's in this that God confirms to Harper that she's the one that's your wife. Don't blow it. And then right after that, Harper proposes to Robin at the wedding reception and takes her as his wife. Um, and then God was stressing why it's so important to tie up loose ends before jumping into kingdom marriage. And God does this in this movie by unraveling this, this secret, <laughs> you know, this, this secret of this book, unfinished business, um, and allowed it to, um, allowed this secret to come out the night of the wedding. So with that, God is saying, even if you don't tie up your loose ends when he initially tells you to, he's going to do it. Don't think that you're going to be able to get away with it before coming into this marriage. Don't let God, don't, God is giving you some of you signs to tie up these loose ends. However, he's telling you to do that. Don't wait until the night of the wedding for God to have to tie up those loose ends and reveal those truths for you. Like if God is giving you time, he is patient. He's giving you this time, but at the appointed time is the appointed time and nothing stopped that marriage. Nothing is going to stop these kingdom marriages. So you can either tie up the loose ends now and ease the burden, ease the pain of, cause again, when we sin, 
we still have the repercussions that we have to deal with. God is, you know, forgives, he gives you grace. Um, but he, he's going to give you grace to get through those repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's like, you can suck it up now, deal with it. Or like, like not to say this specifically will happen, but just don't, don't wait till last minute. Um, Okay, so I already talked about Shelby and her narcissistic, you know, that narcissistic spirit, how God was just revealing that um, being a debt giveaway to a counterfeit and how it was, you can tell in Murch's behavior, how he was acting and his friends, like even those around him could see that something was off. Oh, in Murch. So Murch meets... He meets his God-ordained spouse at the bachelor party. She was a stripper, first of all. (laughs) So let me say this, and this might be a word for another day, how God, there's, I believe it's in the book of Isaiah, where God speaks about lambs and lions coming together and someone spoke I believe it was either Obu Tepo I hope I said her name right Obu Tepo or Pusaletto Salome and he spoke through them about how and they talked about this passage in scripture about how God is bringing these unlikely pairs together so God was showing me an un- unlikely pairs through merch and her name is Candy <laughs> Her name is Candy. Um, she is a stripper at the bachelor party. And that's how they meet. But after, you know, she performs, Merch follows her out as they leave and they actually have a conversation. Um, just a, a, an intellectual conversation. Um, yeah, an intellectual conversation. She turns out to be a student in college, and that's why she was dancing. Um, and Merch is actually a, a, a teacher. So to see that come to pass, like with the unlikely pairs, there are some people out there um, saying that God will not, well, okay. Okay, so I'm not going to speak against that word. It is true that God, I don't believe, for the kingdom marriages, I don't believe that God will pair an unbeliever to a believer, hence being unequally yoked. But he will, the same way with Harper, will use an encounter. Well, you know what? Wait a minute. Because he's showing then how God brought him, how he brought him to salvation. 
through those miraculous encounters, through something as quick as a marriage, um, a, a marriage um, event. With the case of the stripper and and with candy and merch, I'll put it like this. That is because I'm not I'm not gonna speak on anything and and I'm gonna speak on what's going on right now in my mind. I could try to put my own understanding on that. But I don't feel God speaking and I'm feeling confusion there. So I'm going to back up from speaking on that when it comes to unequally yoked things. Because again, God can do whatever he wants to do. And I have seen people speaking about um, God wouldn't bring an unbeliever to a believer. um, This, this, that, and a third. If that believer is strong enough and there is scripture that says that by the believer's faith, that person is saved. So they, they can't divorce because if they divorce, then that other person loses their salvation. So you guys take that to the Lord. If that's something that you're questioning and allow him to speak to you, but I have no comment now. He did just remind me of those scriptures, but I don't want to call another prophet wrong in that because it could be someone specific who he was speaking to in reference to um, not being unequally yoked. He could have been speaking to somebody specifically in that in that prophet's following to confirm whether um, telling them not to come together with someone specific. So. Because I hear that a lot. I hear people saying that God can, you know, use whoever he wants. But the word is specifically to reach specific people that God is trying to reach through that prophet. So this is why it's important to take things back to the Lord. Because you'll hear one prophet say, oh, don't be unequally yoked. And then you'll hear another prophet say, well, by the believer's faith, that unbeliever is saved. So it's whoever he's trying to reach through that person at the time. Take it back to God. And God, this is why I feel like something is a concern for me. And I feel like you, you, I feel like unequally yoked is a concern or maybe something that is a problem, which you're doing with me. So confirm to me what you want me to do. So I'm gonna leave that there. But in this case, God is showing with Candy, the stripper and merch, this, kind-hearted kind-hearted gentle person who was like a pushover he's just really really sweet and fragile um these these unlikely pairs like he would (laughs) that was his first it looks like it was that was his first uh bachelor party he like he probably had never been to a script a strip club or anything he was that type of, of person he was really pure at heart and for him to, um, for God to bring together him with someone like, like Candy, like she was, you know, a stripper, but she, she was a person inside too. And that's, that's coming against that religious spirit as well. Like, let's look at Megan Good, 
who we know from her career as an actress taking on roles as a um as a like not a vixen but um being uh overly sexual or sexualized so let's look at megan good and then her husband who's a minister unlikely pairs but there is um, a story in the bible where god calls a man to marry someone like that who was that who was that I'm hearing Zachariah but I'm not sure if it was Zachariah I'm not sure if it was Zachariah it might have been but God specifically told that man to marry that woman and she was like a prostitute or something like that so again God created this world. He can do whatever he wants. Understanding that it's through those things. And I remember talking to a friend about this before. um, To break those religious spirits. And there are people who have a story like Candy's or like Megan Good's. Who feel unworthy to be in the presence of God. Or who feel like God doesn't uh, hear people like her. Just like in Tyler Perry's... um, play class reunion where she was being abused and and whatnot and she was um he was like her the the father of her of her kids were like uh her he was her pimp or something like that and I remember and her mom was standing in prayer and she finally like released the whole situation to God and she left and uh her name was Stephanie and how uh, she like left and was like, you got to go to God on your, her, the mom was like, you got to go to God on your own. And, and Stephanie was like, God don't hear anybody like me. She was like, ain't nothing I can do. And when the divine help left her, then she had the encounter with God. So going back to candy and, <laughs> and merch, I went left. Um, and go back and watch Medea's class reunion for those who are religious, you know, but like God, I noticed is sending me back to watch things that I watched as a kid that I didn't quite understand and catch the grasp of to really understand it as an adult. And I love when he does that. Like, cause I just, I love watching movies, but, um, yeah. So unlikely pairs going back to that um and then the last character that I I really like to okay let me go back no no let me go back because he's reminding me of of Candy so the kingdom of heaven being for everybody even those who feel like have committed sins who are just that are just like that even the church written them off just like the movie The Fighting Temptation with Beyonce in it and Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, the secular music, working in clubs, Mr. this, that, and how the church has turned a lot of uh, lost souls away because of positions that they felt like they've had to carry to make a living in the world. I mean, let's look at the widow at the well who had the five husbands. <laughs> point, point proven. Um, yeah, point proven. (laughs) That's it. 
that should shut that shuts that down. So now I can move on. Amen. <laughs> the last character that I really wanted to touch bases on was Nia, which is the fiance, which is the bride, played by Monica Calhoun. Um, in this, I just see the fruits of the Holy Spirit, just how she was. She was just so gentle and loving and she was just so like light and you can just see how Lance was in love with that um and that's not to say that we're all gonna be soft and kind-hearted like that you know some of us you know are outspoken it's not to say that you can't be outspoken or anything like that but the purity that I don't want to say that either because again all because you're outspoken doesn't mean that you're not pure but in this in this case what God was showing me through this character Mia was how she was able to be Lance's peace she didn't nag. She was very forgiving. He cheated on her constantly when they were in college. You know, she went through that for years. But so he showed, he was showing me forgiveness. Um, and even in one point where Jordan, she's like, I think she's like a camera person that works behind the scenes. Like they all worked in, I think they were all journalism uh, majors. Um, I think they all majored in journal, journalism. So, um, Jordan asking Lance and Mia to have a camera at the wedding because he was this famous football player. And he was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, he was telling Jordan, he was like, you know, some things are sacred between um, a man and a woman. And he was like, oh, maybe you don't understand that. <laughs> and you see Mia cut in and was, you know, trying to de-escalate that uh, confrontation. And then... You can see Lance was like just fed up with the conversation. He was like, I don't want to hear it. And he just like walked off. And then you see how um, Mia calms Lance down. Like she was really frustrated about that, you know, and she kept asking him. So just understanding that to, you know, Proverbs 31 woman is, is an Ephesians 5 man's peace. You know, and I just remember her, you know, walking up behind him. She's like, hey, you. And um, just I feel like just from the sound of her voice just calmed him down and just immediately like brought him from being on 100 back down to like a 20 and just brought him and just like instantly calmed him down. So just seeing those visual images of what that takes it's not going to be I always say sunshine and roses and, and, and rainbows but I'm going to say sunshine and rainbows because it's these God is trying to remove these rose colored lenses off of us and to show us there is going to be work in these kingdom marriages there is going to be work so, um, yeah, <laughs> um, just really stressing the importance of that. So, yeah, I have 
run way over my time. <laughs> I gotta get ready to go before I'm late. But I play, I play. I pray that this word is encouraging to you and that is it is, you know, a blessing. Um yeah, definitely take this to the Lord. I enjoyed this review and how God uses this use this secular movie to be a teaching opportunity uh, through the word of God. So I will have the scriptures here that I covered and yeah, <laughs> y'all be blessed and y'all take care.